This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, Paul Aspen, well done. I mean, that just sets the tone. Welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski, our guy PJ Glasser with us. It is Conference Championship Football Friday, all of our favorite plays for the weekend coming up over the next three hours. In about 20 minutes, our guy Noops will join us to give us his best bets for both the NFL and we'll sneak in some NBA, but Joe... Dan Campbell, oh, I love it. We got to savor this moment. I mean, will he be in the Super Bowl? Will he not? I don't know, but football Fridays are winding down, so I'm enjoying it. Yeah, you think it's all going to end on Sunday so much that uh, you put yourself out there literally with that that wager. Um, man, there's <laughs> – well, first off, that Campbell clip, I'm like, who's he talking about? Is he talking to Aaron? Like you've been in love with Campbell yeah. for the last couple of years. And then I realized, oh, okay. He's talking about ownership. I wish he was talking about me. <laughs> but... I know he's married, so it could have been his wife. Um, <laughs> pretty sure it no. wasn't me. No, I think it was, it was the Lions' ownership, but uh, th- their belief in him when nobody else believed him in him to be a head coach. But, uh, yeah, social media was a buzz yesterday when they got wind of that clip. And, you know, I was just on with uh, Jenks and Chelsea, and, and Jenks was laughing because he realized how much I can't stand the Lions and everything else. And it's like everybody else is rooting for him, and I'm rooting against him. And uh, and I had to explain, I'm like, okay, but but now I'm torn, man. And – once he found out, like, he wanted to cut our show an hour because he wanted to talk about an, uh, uh, for the next hour about this bet that you have. And now he's like, go Lions. You know, the donkster was I getting wild. I am sweating a little bit. <laughs> Some of my friends are like, man, you know, if Debo doesn't play, and I'm just uh, like, nah, well, nah, get nah. ready to see this tattoo then, my friends. That's the it's... good thing about making a bet. If it's a tattoo, you actually wouldn't mind. It's not that bad. I love Dan Campbell. Really? <laughs> I missed I missed a heck of a final hour of the show yesterday when you guys yeah, were making that. Oh, yeah. So what's so is it like the, the Detroit? Is it the Detroit logo? Like what would the tattoo be? No, face. Dan Campbell's His face. Face. Oh. Joe G was Joe G tweeted us a photo. I guess that was a request of the photo that he that was hot. tattooed. That was hot. Yeah, I like that. Get a mullet. That was a long time ago, right? When he was playing mullet in there. Yeah, we got to do younger, younger Dan Campbell. Well, I guess if I lose this bet, we can come up with what what picture it's going to be. I don't think we're going to have that conversation. Are you emotionally hedging with the Lions money line at all, Aaron? Just in case if they do win and you have to get a tattoo, at least make some money out of it. That's a good idea. What's that going to do for you? That's not going to make you feel any better. Nobody can pay yeah. for it. I mean, exactly. Pay for the tattoo. Pay for the tattoo. <laughs> yeah, no, An- exactly. Andrew's paying for it. Come on, let's go. Let's go <laughs> Andrew, we're not. We're not, you're not do, you're paying for the content. It's great content. You guys got to at least pony up for the tattoo. 
I guess if I, you know, ever get married, my future husband's got to be like a Lions fan or something. So some dude who's going to be okay with this. I got to tell you, (laughs) even like Dan Campbell's younger brother. No, (laughs) like I only take football so far. DMs are like, let's say I'm dating someone and she had a a tattoo of Mike Dicka's face on her backside. Like, no, I don't like that. I don't care. I grew up a big Bears fan. Love it, Mike Dicka. Like, no, don't like it for one second. So if you're if you're a Lions fan and you're into it, that's that's weird. That's true. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> we may have questions for this guy if he's in the right. That. So it's really not good in any scenario. Aaron, would you double down on the Super Bowl? Like if they make it, would you would you go for another tattoo? Double down. I'm already in deep, PJ. Yeah, I'm is, not risky. adding to this right this, now. Is, this is risky. It is maybe still... if I have a few drinks, you can get me to do some more. I think I'm right definitely now, betting my foot. I think down. I'm definitely betting the Lions in the first half now. Like there's no way that Hawk is not sweating this bet. Like San Francisco's really? not taking I'm, a I'm actually sweating later. right now. It's yeah. making me a little nervous as we're getting closer to kickoff. Man. This will be like a 14-14 game at halftime. And then I think San Francisco opens it in the second half, but I think I think the Niners make you sweat a little bit. It is the NFL. Like anything can happen. We've seen, you know, two touchdown underdogs win games before. Um, But I don't think it'll be much of a sweat. But if it is, that would be worth it. Like you'd have to go on a live stream or something. Get get (laughs) on the stream with car puck. Let's get, let's get that up for the second half of the game. And we can get into uh, what it will take for the lions to pull off that upset and props Mm -hmm. later in the show. But first Joe, the coaching carousel news continues. We had some action yesterday. The vacancies continue to get filled. Um, Panthers hire Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales. All these options, Joe. And they said, yep, Dave Canales is the guy that's going to fix Bryce Young and take us to the promised land. Didn't have that on the bingo card. So, yeah, the, the question is, did they have other options, right? Like, who's actually going to work for this crap organization and that owner, (laughs) uh, knowing his reputation, what was going on behind the scenes? Like, that that was my wonder. Okay, how many people did you call and they hung up the phone immediately? Because, you know, if I have options, that's – and I've reached this status, that's what I'm probably doing as a coach. So I wonder how far down the list they had had to go, and it would have been embarrassing if they end up being the last team because nobody wants to work for them. So they probably wanted to get the hiring out of the way a little bit, you know – Yes, in part, the lead is the vacancies that were filled yesterday. But for me, and I think for many, it's that's not the lead. Like We're down to two openings, and we're going to have some established coaches that don't have a job. That is amazing to me, that after all this, oh, is Belichick going to be available, this and that, that it looks like he's not going to have a gig. And that is now minus 1,600 that he's not a favorite, that he's not going to be coaching a team this year. And we talked about this idea on Monday. Like, people just started realizing yesterday, oh, wait, wait, Belichick might not have a team. Yeah, that's what we've been talking about the entire week. Atlanta was the only team that was interested. And once it became clear, the Falcons weren't going down that road. Like, wow, he's not having a gig. I think just as shocking, I'd say more shocking. It doesn't look like Vrabel's going to have a job. What? I could have argued that he's above Belichick 
and maybe second on the list of everybody getting hired or that we thought would get hired after Harbaugh. That is amazing to me. We'll see what how it shakes out with Seattle and Washington. But you got Belichick, Brable, Ben Johnson still out there, Bobby Slowick. A couple of those dudes are not going to get jobs. And that's what's really interesting to me, PJ, that the, the lead is the guy's not getting the jobs just as much as the guy's getting the gigs. Yeah, I, I agree. Atlanta was the first hire in this cycle that really kind of made me scratch my head. Like I didn't, I, I didn't understand this move. You know, I thought they were going to go with the veteran proven winner as a head coach. I thought they'd go with Belichick. I thought maybe they would go with Vrabel when they decided not to go that route and they wanted to go with the defensive coordinator, like taking Raheem Morris over like a Mike McDonald. I, and who knows if he wanted that job, but I just. That, to me, didn't make much sense with what Atlanta was doing. And then Carolina, I mean, Joe hit the nail on the head. Like, you can't overcome bad ownership, you know? That's why the commander's job right now is so fascinating to see what head coach they are going to get because I promise you if Snyder was still in charge, like, Ben Johnson probably would not be taking that job, right? So, I mean, with Tepper at the helm, like there are only so many options that you can get at head coach. And while in a perfect world, they'd probably want to slow it or they probably want to Ben Johnson. Like it's just not realistic because they know if they have a bad start to the season, which could be the case again, Carolina was really bad this past season. Uh, you know, they're not going to make it very long. So Canales, you know, he was with Geno Smith couple years ago when he kind of revitalized his career obviously he was a baker this year and they did some good things so i thought with the options that they had i thought uh i thought canales was was a good hire but joe's right like these next two jobs are, are going to be interesting i think ben johnson in dc is a slam dunk like that would surprise me if he's not the coach seattle's the intriguing one like what they decide to do. They obviously just moved off of Pete Carroll, so I can't see them bringing in Belichick. I think Vrabel would be a perfect fit because they're trying to like rebuild the Legion of Boom a little bit with how they're building their team with those corners with Woolen and Witherspoon. So do you, do you bring in a defensive guy like Vrabel to kind of enhance that? Um, or, you know, do they go younger at D.C. with the Mike McDonald? Do they bring in an offensive guy? I think Seattle's interesting. I wonder, too, with Vrabel, guys, like, I never thought he would take the college route, but Ohio State is his alma mater, and with Harbaugh leaving, Mm. and Michigan probably not being as good, and Ryan Day being squarely on the hot seat, I mean, is Vrabel saying, you know what, if I don't get an NFL job, do I go back to Ohio State and try and win one there? So, that, to me, now, would be something to watch. And also, like, no Saban anymore, so you could kind of be like a big dog in a small pond, big name, mm-hmm. going to college football. That's pretty intriguing. Great points, PJ. The one thing that also stood out to me with Vrabel and Belichick, like, are, are, is everyone wanting, like, younger guys also? I don't – because everyone's saying the Ben Johnson to Commanders thing is basically a done deal as soon as the Lions are done playing. But do – I hope he's great. Don't get me wrong. But how do we know? For example, Staley was supposed to be this genius. That ended up not working. D'Amico Ryans has even proved you can be a defensive guy and you can get a team going. Like, I, I, it seems like, have we come too far on wanting these young offensive coordinators? Like, maybe we have. And it seems like a lot of these teams are looking for that. Yeah, these teams are looking for the forever guy. Those are really hard to come by. These jobs don't last that long. Um, 
there are only a few scenarios where a coach lasts a decade. But everybody in their, their fantasy world thinks that's how it's going to work. We're going to get the play caller and head coach last play caller. We're never going to lose that guy. So we don't have to worry about some team, you know, coming and stealing our great offensive coordinator because our head coach is really our offensive coordinator. I, I understand the idea. And I, and I was wondering if teams would approach it this way. I understand the idea of this guy just wants to use us. And he's not going to be here for a long period of time. And I'm talking about Belichick. Mm. He just wants to use us to get the record. Like, is he going to be engaged? Belichick has never struck me as a guy that's going to half-ass it, right? He's all in. He's all about winning. The reports are he wants to go to a smaller media market because he wants to get that crap out of the building. Like, he's taking this seriously wherever he goes. But even if you get the sense that he's using us to get a record for the next, let's say, three seasons. So what? So what? Use him. Okay, he's using you to get to the record. Use him. He's going to be wearing your team's colors when he breaks the record. It's going to be an iconic moment. And you get to learn how to be a professional organization. You get to learn the ins and outs of how the winners operate. You learn a lot with him just being in the building for a couple of years. That's how I would approach it. I, I wouldn't care that he's so old. Like, I would say, wow, he's got the most knowledge in the league. I want to use that to our advantage for the next few decades. Yeah, I, uh, you know, Atlanta, I thought they missed an opportunity to bring Belichick in and, and kind of just learn, like, how to win. I, I kind of compare Atlanta to, like, the L.A. Chargers in the NFC. You know, they got this, like, stigma around them that they're just going to find a way to lose the game in the fourth quarter. And I think bringing in a guy like Belichick, and that's what their owner, Arthur Blank, kept talking about. You know, he wanted like a head coach that was kind of a proven winner. So for him to throw a curveball and hire Raheem Morris, I thought was, uh, that was interesting yesterday for Atlanta. If I'm a Falcons fan waking up today, I that would not have been one of my top three or four choices for head coach. Yeah, yeah, I find this coaching carousel cycle to be fascinating this year. Um, a lot of depth, a lot of guys available, and some surprises, I think, too. Did not see Dave Canales coming, that's for sure. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Up next, a big Lakers fan. Just kidding, he'd hate that I said that. <laughs> Noops joins us with his favorite NBA and NFL plays for the weekend touchdown bets, and even some NBA looks that we'll be betting on. That's next on the BetQL Network.